everything. He's everything to me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your grace. Thank you, Father, for your mercy. Thank you, Father, for your kindness and your love, your unconditional love towards us. We praise you, Lord. We magnify you and we glorify you. And it's in the precious name of Jesus we pray. And we all said amen and amen. Once again, thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Hopewell Experience, Hope at Home, Hopewell Anywhere um, on this Sunday morning. I'm so glad that you've done it. You're at the right place again at the right time. And you're going to be blessed um, by the word of the Lord. I hope and pray that our students have had a great week of school. They're back, been to school now, a full week at home, kicking it in their pajamas virtually. Praise the Lord. Amen. So I hope parents, you're doing good too. You're breathing. Hey man, I hope you're still all right. College students are back. We're glad I went to Walmart um, during the week. I was looking just for some soap refill. They said the students done, that took everything that we got. That was good to hear. So we are glad that you are back in the city of Carbondale. Well, listen, we're going to part two of our series entitled, This Is Us. This Is Us. Um, if you have your Bibles, go with me to Ephesians chapter five. Ephesians chapter five. Um, uh, married couples, I hope you didn't forget about the challenge um, to answer the four questions. If Just be honest real quick. Raise your hand. I can't see you. Amen. But raise your hand. Let me know if you did the four questions. If you um, already planned out a date night for you and your spouse. If you have not, if you have not, go ahead and do this. This is vital. Time is vital. It's a vital commodity within your marriage. It's essential. Um, so make sure you make that time to um, create a date night. Get creative. Get creative in whatever it is that you do. It can simply be watching a movie together. I'm going for a walk discussing the questions and anything that you do just to have quality time together put your phones down put your tablets away and just connect with each other amen connect with each other each other um, Ephesians chapter 5 Ephesians chapter 5 verse starting at verse 22 through 25 and I'm reading from the New, New Living Translation um, of the Bible and it reads as this for wives this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord for a husband is the head of his wife as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. Um, as the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. And for husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life. He gave up his life for her. Gave up his life um, for her. I want you to look, to look at somebody in your house. Look at somebody and tell them um, submission is not a bad word. Submission. Um, is not a bad word. Submission is not a bad word. Let's pray. God, thank you once again uh, for your word, God. Thank you for giving us your word that we don't have to walk around here aimlessly in life, but you're giving us a roadmap. You're giving us some instructions to help lead God and to direct us, Father. And so we pray that we will rely upon the Holy Spirit um, to help us to do and to be and to become all that you have for us. Help us to mature in all these ways, Father. Help us to take your word. Help us to come away from this word today um, as a couple, as, as singles, oh God. Those that straddling the fence, not really sure what the next step is going to be. Help us to walk away knowing, already making up in our minds that we're going to obey whatever it is your word has called for us to do. And it's in Jesus' name we pray and God's people once again said amen and amen. This is us, part two. Um, submission 
isn't a bad word. Now, I know, I know last week you was about ready um, to tune me out, but don't tune me out again. I know I just cursed. I'm using that word submission, but just hang in there with me, and it's all going to make sense. It's all going to make sense. We started this series off last week just talking about making marriage great again. We, uh, we want to make marriage great again according to what the word of God has to say, and we laid that out last week from Genesis um, chapter 2, just investigating the scripture to see how we can be able through the four questions to be able to better connect with our spouse so that we just won't so that we just won't have longevity within our marriages but so that we can have um, some still some thriving in our marriage some, some hope in our marriage some, some excitement some joy in our marriage and I believe I believe that that can be able to happen as long as we put God first within our marriages and as long as we follow what God's word has to say on our roles as husbands on our roles as wives so that we can be able to become all that God would have for us to be. And I believe along with that, along with that, um, we have to deal with this thing called submission. We we have to deal with this word called submission. I'm afraid now uh, that this word submission um, has been turned into something quite opposite than what the word of God uh, has, 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 has created for it to be. When you talk about submitting now, people get on the edge of their seats. They're already, they're, they got their fist balled up, ready to fight you. They're ready to take their mask off. Amen. And talk to you when you talk about the word submit because it has become such a derogatory word now where it should not be. It is a great word as long as you have it in the right application, in the right context, and as long as you have it, as long as you're using it properly. Submission is not something, it's not something that you do to lord over somebody. We talked about that last week, that it should not be in the within a marriage. You should have already made up in your mind that I am not going to try to dominate my wife. I'm not going to try to dominate my husband because you have to understand this your husband and or your wife they are not your child so that's not the point of you to control them or to get them to do what you want them to do they're not your pet to just give them a treat and they just jump up and down and do whatever it is that you want you to do no 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 you're in a covenant partnership you are in a marriage with someone else that has been made in the likeness and in the image of God so when we talk about the word submit please man please sir don't see this in this don't see this from the perspective of having dominance over someone because that's not what the word of God designed for it to be. I like the way Pastor Stephen Cole defines um, biblical submission. He says, this is going to be in the screens in just a second. He says that biblical submission is the attitude and action of willingly and wholeheartedly respecting, yielding to, and obeying the authority of another. Let me read that again. You might want to screenshot that and just say that because you're going to need that to come back to. You may have a moment in a conversation and you may forget and need that definition to help you get yourself back on track. Biblical Submission is the attitude, the action of willingly and wholeheartedly respecting, yielding to, and obeying the authority of another. I like, I like one of the words that he says right there from the very beginning. That submission has everything to do with your attitude. When we talk about submission, just it, it, not just in marriage, it's kind of go, it's kind of go to the side for a moment. Not just within your marriage, but when you think about the word submission, you may have a supervisor because 
all of us have someone that we're going to have to come under. I know, I know you may not like it. You may not like it, but all of us are going to have someone that we're going to have to come under. And our attitude plays such a huge part within um, submission. Our attitude has so much to do when it comes to submission. So we have to make sure that we're not just doing what someone wants us to do, that we're not just doing what someone has, has asked us to do, but we don't want to make sure that whatever it is that we are doing, that we're doing it with the right attitude. Oh my gosh, you could be replying back to an email to your boss and you can have an attitude within the email. You could be texting somebody in all caps and you have an attitude uh, within your text message. You could be talking to someone or have in a conversation with somebody and they're talking to you and you may not like what they're saying and you may never say a mumbling word but some of us have degrees in body language that our body language can be able to say exactly what we want you to say and you will catch the message between 15 to 20 seconds of the conversation but our attitude has everything to do with submission don't just get the task done don't just get the job done don't just do whatever it is that they're asking you to do or requiring of us but make sure you have the right attitude look at somebody in your house and say please have the right attitude please have the right attitude you got to have the right attitude it's an action of willing it should not be something that you're being made to do Submission should not be something that you're being demanded to do, but it should be something that you're willingly and wholeheartedly respecting, yielding to, and obeying the authority of another. I like how the Apostle Paul, how he starts this off in chapter 5 because you have to read it. I, I, tell, I tell saints here at Hope, well, you all, don't just take a verse and isolate it by itself. Read the verses before. Read the verses after. Read the chapter before. Read the chapter after so that you can be able to get the full scope about what's going on because if you read, if you read the first couple of verses of chapter 5, uh, I think around maybe uh, 17, 18 or so, uh, around 15, uh, Paul begins to admonish the Ephesians to be able to live a spirit-filled life. It's going to make so much sense. To live a spirit-filled life. Because here's what Paul is trying to get them to understand. Um, he talks about how they should be able to engage with each other. How they should be able to encourage one another through singing, through songs, through worship. But here it is. Your spirit-filled life as a believer of Jesus Christ should not just be applicable when you are at church on Sunday. Now, 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 we're not in the building on Sunday. Um, so, so your spirit-filled life should not just be sanctioned just for Sunday, sanctioned just for Wednesday, but your spirit-filled life should be a life that you are aiming and striving to live every day of your life, every second, every minute, every hour of your life, no matter what's going on in the world, no matter what's going on in your life, that that should be your aim in living a spirit-filled life. Life. And not just living a spirit-filled life, but that in your life, but, but, in, but within your spirit-filled life, that in your conversations and how you're engaging with others, your spirit-filled life shall leave some residue. And I like how Paul does it because he talks about that and he links it right here to verses 21, verses 22 through 25, as he talks about the spirit-guided relationships between husbands and wife. Here it is. This is so important. Why? This is so important. Why? You need to be equally yoked and married to another believer that is yielding their life to the Holy Spirit. Paul told them in verse 18, don't be, don't get drunk with wine. Don't do that. Don't do that. 
is going to lead you to trouble. I mean, stuff is going to happen. Um, don't be, he says in verse 18, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. In fact, Paul is saying you need your life not to be guided by a bottle, but you need your life to be controlled and guided by the Holy Spirit that will lead God and direct you. And here it is, saints of God. This is why it is so important for you to be married to another believer that is yielding. Notice I-N-G, yielding, because it's a continual thing that's happening, that they're yielding their life to the work of the Holy Spirit every day. They realize they're not perfect because when you're married to someone that is yielding their life to the movement and the work of the Holy Spirit and the direction and the control of the Holy Spirit, when they do wrong, the Holy Spirit will convict them. And cause them to come and say that they're sorry. And they can come and say that they're sorry and not have the right attitude or the right language when they say it. And the Holy Spirit will nudge them and convict them to go back and say it again the right way. So this is why it's so important that you marry someone who has a relationship with Christ, who is yielding themselves every day to the work of the Holy Spirit because it's going to make so much sense, so much sense as we get along in this text. It says right here for wives. This means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For husbands is the head of his wife as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. As, as the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. Highlight that word everything because I want to bring something to your attention there so we won't get confused when it comes to submission in everything. Verse 25, for husbands, this means love your wives. Just as Christ loved the church, he gave up his life. For her. Let me go ahead and say this. I'm jump out the gate and say it. I know some folks are going to get mad um, when, you, when I say this, but I can't see you anyway, so I don't know if you get mad or not, but just stay right here with me because it's going to bless you and it's going to help you. Here it is. A wife's submission, contrary to society, contrary to social media, contrary to your favorite actor or actress, a wife's submission is reserved only for her husband. I know, I know, I know, Pastor, but I, I love I love them. Submission is reserved only for the husband. Pastor, we done, we done been together. We done been together. We done built the foundation, Pastor. We are on our way. That is so good. I'm so glad you guys are building a foundation. But submission is reserved only for husbands. Here it is, and this is why this message is so, this is why this series is so important, because we have to understand one thing, one big thing. We, we got to understand the big picture of all of this. You cannot require the benefits of marriage without the responsibility of marriage. You cannot desire and want the benefits of the covenant, but you don't want the responsibilities of the covenant. You cannot demand that your young lady that you are dating to submit to you and to do what you say, but you all been together for so long and you won't even give her a promise ring. Come on here. Let's talk. Let's talk. Please, let's talk. Let's talk. A wife's submission according to the word of God and the order of things, as Elder LaDonna Hodges would say, is, is reserved for her husband. Here it is, saints of God. We got to stop playing house. We got we to, we got to, we got to, we got to, let's talk about it. We got to stop playing house. We got to stop playing house. We have to stop playing house. We have to stop. I sound like a rapper. Playing house. We have to stop acting. 
acting as if we're married, but we don't want to submit. We don't want to submit. We don't want to get things in order and line ourselves up because where you join together as one, God will send blessings your way to bless your marriage, to enrich your marriage. When you do it, God's way, let me go ahead and move on just a little bit further so I won't get you all mad, but let me just say it one more time. A wife's submission is reserved only for her husband. So fellas, I'm sorry. You can't demand it and require it, but you won't make her your wife. I know, I know your favorite actor. I know we got entanglements going on, but a wife's submission, yeah, I think I knew that. I watch the news, I watch TV, I be on social media. A wife's submission is reserved only for her husband, not the one that she's entangled with. Paul says, for wives, this means submit to your husbands, ask to the Lord. For a husband is the head of his house, is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of the church. Here it is. Godly submission, it's gonna be on the screens in a second, is not dictatorship. Godly submission within a marriage is not dictatorship. Your wife submitting to your, the, the wife submitting to the husband does not mean that she's inferior to the husband. No, they were both made in the likeness and in the image of God. Wife, you submitting to your husband does not mean that you don't have an opinion. It does not mean that you don't have an identity. It means that when you walk in partnership, when you walk in partnership with your husband, because get this, before you get with anybody, I don't care what they said to you, what they're going to do to you on your wedding night, and all the different tricks and things that they know, here it is, you have to understand this. You, beside the sex, you have to trust the one that you are going to join together in the covenant of marriage. Because if you trust them, then submission should not be that hard. If they love if they love you, if they love you as Christ loved the church, submission should not be they hard, be that hard. If they are someone that is allowing themselves to be controlled, um, to be directed by the work, by the work of the Holy Spirit, by the filling of the Holy Spirit, being being spirit-led in their lives, then submission should not be an issue. Godly submission is not about dictatorship. Here it is, husbands. You have to be willing. You have to be willing to know, hey, okay, yes, you are the head of the house, but it doesn't mean that you know everything. Again, remember last week we talked about this, that marriage is a partnership. So you have to make sure that you are walking as one with your spouse, that you are walking as one together in unity, in unity together. Uh Not trying to dictate her. She's not your daughter. She's not your daughter. She has an opinion and she has a right to be heard. She's not some pet that you're trying to change, that, 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 you're, that, you're trying to, uh, uh, that you're trying to train. No, this is your wife. She has been made in the likeness and in the image of God. Listen to what she has to say. God gave you a helpmate for a reason. Listen to what she has to say. Because just as the Lord is speaking to you, he's speaking to her as well. And if you're listening to the Lord and she's listening to the Lord, she could be like the Holy Spirit and confirm what God has already told you. Amen. Godly submission is not about dictatorship. 
Okay, husbands, I hear you. A pastor, I hear what you're saying, but they just don't want to do. They just won't listen to nothing that I say. Every time I say something, they got something to say. Every time I try to bring up an idea, they got something to say. Every time I try to make a move, they got something. Pastor, they got something to say about everything. If I go left, I should have went right. If I go right, I should have went left. Here it is, here it is, here it is, here it is. Are you trying to control her? Or are you trying to lead and direct her? Are you including her in what you're trying to do or are you just telling her what to do? Godly submission is about dictatorship. And if you, man of God, are being led by the spirit of God, God will give you the directions on what to do, when to move, what to say, how to say it, when to say it. He will lead, guide, and direct you. That is the awesome thing about the Holy Spirit. He's not just leaving us out here by ourselves. He will lead, guide, and direct us. He will tell us, okay, you get ready to say something. He may cause you to mumble your words because he wants to get your words right so that your presentation can come through in a way that you can win her over. And that she could see herself as a partner. I love it. I love it. I love it because, ladies, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here is what makes submission on your end to be easy. Look at verse 24. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit, just should submit to your husbands and everything. Now, notice when I, I told you to underline the word everything because you have to understand this. Now, now you got to use wisdom and common sense. If your husband wants you to be a part of robbing the bank, now you know, hey, 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 you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. Somebody's going to go to jail. That's not wise to do. So in everything, Everything that does not go against the commands of God, everything that does not go against the word of God, if there is something that they are asking you to do that does not line up with the word of God, hey, we, we, we got to talk about this, sir. We, 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 we got we to have some conversations about this. Look at verse 25. For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her. Okay, here it is, here it is. Let me ask this question. How did Christ love the church? And here is the model. Here is the godly model. Here is the spirit-filled model. Here is the Jesus model that Paul gives us to help, to help husbands in being able to create the right atmosphere and the right environment for the wives to submit. Jesus, Paul says, for the husbands, for husbands, this means love your wives, just across the other church. He gave up his life for her. How did Christ love the church? Jesus, in all of his divinity and all of his humanity, modeled humility. Jesus, get this, he was the first to serve. He was the first to sacrifice and he was the first to lay down his life. Let me say it again. He was the first to serve. He was the first to sacrifice and he was the first to lay down his life. He was the first to serve. He was the first to sacrifice and he was the first to lay down his life. Pastor, what does this have to do with a wife submitting? You should be willing to submit to a man that first off, that's being led by the spirit of God, that's, been, that's being changed and transformed by the spirit of God and they're being led by the Holy Spirit and what they are doing 
doing and what they are saying in their actions, in their words, or in their behaviors, and that the husband is being the first to serve, being the first to sacrifice, being the first to lay down his life for you. That's what Jesus did. Jesus is not calling for us as believers to submit our lives to him just because he said so. Yeah, he commanded, he's asking us to, he's commanding us to, but he has demonstrated submission through serving, through sacrifice, and to laying down his life. So seeing him model this humility should cause for us as believers to willingly submit to him. And wives, you seeing the demonstration of Jesus first serving, first sacrificing, first and laying down his life first. If God has blessed you with a man of God that is leading the way in submission, that you see how they are submitting their lives to God. They're the first to serve, they're the first to sacrifice, they're the first to lay down his life. It ought to make submission easy on, on your end. Look at verse 28. This is so good. He says, in the same way, husbands ought to, ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. Hey, look at here. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. No one hates his own body but feeds and cares for it just as Christ cares for the church. Marriage is to be an example. It's to be a demonstration of Christ and his relationship to his church. That's the godly example. That's the godly picture. That's the big picture that marriage should be, that, 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 that godly marriages should be able to be. Paul says here, husbands, you ought to love your wives just as you love your own bodies. Oh, man, I got some brothers. You like to smell good. Oh, yes, you do. You maybe haven't worn any cologne lately because you ain't had nowhere to go but Walmart. But go ahead and splash on some tomorrow and go to Walmart with your bad stuff. And in fact, go to Walmart and Kroger. Amen. Go ahead and do both. Praise the Lord. You, 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 you put cologne on your body because you want to smell good. You go to the gym and work out because you want your body to be well. You eat the proper things because you want your body. You want your body to be healthy. So Jesus says, Paul says here, Paul says, just as you love your body the same attention that you will give to the needs of your body is the same attention that you should give to your wife thank you holy ghost could it be that your wife is struggling with submitting to you because you're not paying her any attention Everything else you made a priority in your life because you care about it. And whatever you make a priority in your life for, you show some concern for it. Could it be that your, your wife is struggling with submitting because you simply aren't showing her any care? Here it is, husbands. Here it is. Here it is. If you notice here in Ephesians chapter 5, Paul gives four four responsibilities to the wives, four scriptures to the wives about submission, but he gives nine the men because it's up to the men to be able to create the atmosphere and the environment just right for the wife to easily submit man if you got a spirit 
spirit-filled guy, I mean, he loves God. He's on fire for God. I mean, he's, he's yielding, yielding. It's the continual work that he's yielding to the work of the Holy Spirit to work in his life. Oh, and you're seeing him. You're seeing this, brother. He's leading the way by serving. He's leading the way by sacrifices, and he's leading the way by laying down his life. Submission should come easy. Fellas, read 28 through 29. Just as you care for your body, is the same attention that you should be giving to your wife. The same attention, the same care, the same concern you should be giving to your wife. But Pastor, how do I how do I make this make sense in my life? How, how do I take this word and apply it to my life? Here it is. Husbands, love your wives correctly. Wives, submit to your husbands freely. Women won't have a problem. Wives won't have a problem with submitting when they are loved correctly. When you're showing concern for me. When you're making me a priority in your life. Hey, it could be a small thing. It could be a real small thing. It could be a real small thing. Hey, you know you were supposed to be, she wanted you home by a certain time, and you realize you're running a little late. Hey, send a text message. Send a phone call. Say, hey, honey, got held up. I'm on my way to you. Simple things that goes a long way. Why? You're showing concern by saying, I want to be a man of integrity because I told you one thing, something may have came up. I don't want to be one that you have to question my whereabouts or question my integrity. So let me shoot you a text. Let me send you a page on your beeper. Do people still have beepers now? I don't know. Let me send you, let me hit you on the hip on your, on your beeper. And just say, I got held up, but I'm on my way. Husbands, Love your wives correctly. Wives, submit to your husbands freely. Submission is not a bad word. Submission is not about dictatorship. Submission is not about trying to control you or to, or to make you inferior or you're lesser than. No, you were both made in the likeness and the image of God. God has an order. God has an order so that his purpose can be fulfilled here on the earth. Pastor, I got you. You said last week that this word was a buffet, was something for everybody. If you were single, if you've been married 50 years, two minutes, 10 minutes didn't make a difference, there was something for you. Pastor, how do I use this for myself as a single? Here it is. Single brothers. Before you get out there and trying to meet and greet and hook up, make sure that as a kingdom man, as a kingdom husband, that whomever you join together in holy matrimony with, that you will be willing to lay down your life, that you would be willing to serve and to sacrifice. 
Being a kingdom husband, being a kingdom man is about godly leadership. And any leader would tell you, any good leader would tell you that leadership takes the first dip. Leaders join in first. Leaders take the first step. If you're going to be a kingdom husband, if you're going to be a kingdom man, you've got to be willing to ask yourself, okay, whoever, whomever it is that I join together in the covenant of, in the covenant of marriage with, I've got to be willing to sacrifice. I've got to be willing to serve first. I've I got to be willing to make the first move in everything. I got to be the one that's going to lead us in worship. But listen, husbands, godly kingdom men, kingdom husbands, listen, you got to make sure that before, before you even get involved in the church that you become the first pastor in your home. You're leading your, you're leading your wives, you're leading your kids in devotion. The kids can be able to say, oh, who was your first pastor? Was your first pastor, pastor? Oh, no, 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 my first pastor was my daddy. And you're leading the way. Single sisters, that you're looking for a godly man that is being led by the Spirit of God. And you got to find you somebody that, that not, 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 not just churchy, but he's being led that you can see in their life. You can see in their life that they are being led by the Spirit of God, the way they approach you, the way they talk to you, the way they deal with you. The way they turn, the, the way, the way, the, the way they show concern and care for you, even though you're not their wife yet. Make sure you're not settling just to get somebody so you won't be lonely. But you want someone that loves God. That, that even in tempting moments, they say, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not going to even allow it to go down the road because I love God too much and I care about you too much. It'd be the first one to serve, first one to lead, first one to sacrifice, even when it means I got to deny my flesh. Submission, it's not a bad word. But when you put it in the right context, it's a beautiful thing. Oh, man, it's an amazing thing. You can see a husband and wife vibing together in the right, walking, well, almost like a symphony orchestra. I mean, just really, I mean, just working together as one. It's a beautiful picture that leads to a beautiful legacy that you leave for those coming behind you. Even with the ups and the downs. A beautiful picture of the love and the care and the concern that Christ has. For his church. And we know how much he loved his church. He died. He sacrificed for his church. If you need your spouse, I want you to get I want you to get close to your spouse. Get close to him. Get close to him. Get close to him. And here it is. It may be another conversation that needs to be had. Conversation may be for a husband, hey, I'm sorry for not being the first to serve, the first to sacrifice, the first to lay down my life. Sometimes what kind of messes up in marriage is because what we have seen demonstrated before us. 
that we haven't seen a good picture of what godly submission looks like. What we've seen has been dictatorship and control, but we haven't seen a good picture of what godly submission looks like. And it may be, hey, I got to go and apologize because you may have a sister. They say, hey, I want to be married. I love my husband, but I saw the hell that daddy put my mama through. I don't want that. So you're not doing to me what my daddy did to my mama. I'm a grown woman. I'm going to have my own bank account. I'm going to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Take the time to investigate the word of God and allow the word of God to minister to your heart and now you create a new culture for your home and your marriage. And ask the Lord to help you to submit as a wife and husbands, ask the Lord to help you show unconditional concern and care and affection for your wife. And I'm telling you, when you both are willing to come to the table and realize where you've messed up, where you've dropped the ball at, how you have allowed another picture of marriage to distort the culture and the picture that you're trying to create, oh God, Holy Spirit will come in and do some amazing things in your marriage. Grab your spouse's hand. I want to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every couple that's watching right now. I pray, God, that you will be magnified in their union, Lord. I pray that where submission has been distorted and has been seen as control and dictatorship, I pray that your word, Father God, will be a light and will open up their eyes so they can be able to see the submission is not a bad thing but that it's beautiful it's wonderful it's amazing help every husband be a godly husband be a kingdom husband a kingdom man to lead and to lead well and not to lead on his own but to lead under the direction of the Holy Spirit as he does so, as he does so that the wives will freely submit. Let them walk in partnership, in the union as one. Making decisions together, talking together, planning together, envisioning the future together. I thank you right now, Father, for a, for a revival to take place in their marriage. Reignite the flame, God. Hallelujah. 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 And amen. Listen, you're watching right now, you're not saved. You're not saved. You're watching right now, but you're not saved. Today can be your day of salvation. Even in the midst of a series on family, today can be your day of salvation. God can save you right where you are. All you have to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that the Lord Jesus died and that he's coming again. And submit yourself under the control and direction of the Holy Spirit.